When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now, another no-brainer money-saving tip from Progressive. Marcus, what happened? I was changing my oil and I spilled some on the floor. Oh, well use these $50 bills to wipe it up. Perfect. Got any more? Yeah, yeah, take a couple hundred. Stop. Instead of using money, use an old rag. And here's a better tip from Progressive on how not to waste money. Don't pay too much for car insurance. Drivers who switch and save could save hundreds. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Potential savings will vary. Hey everyone, I'm Tatiana Z, and we're here with the Tulsa Takeover today with six amazing artists. I'm here right now with Lauren Barth, songstress extraordinaire, and my Women Crush Wednesday every day. So, <laughs> hi You're Lauren. too. Aww. <laughs> Thank you. I don't think I've ever been anyone's Woman Crush Wednesday. I'll so get right on that. Awesome. Tomorrow. Okay. I'm going to look for it on social media. <laughs> um, so, Lauren, it's a Tulsa takeover now, and uh, yep. you are currently living in Tulsa, but... I'm a little bit of an imposter here. Are this you? This Tulsa takeover. Well, Where? these guys are all from, you know, mm-hmm. born and raised, I think, so... I'm a California girl. Where are you from in the Golden State of California? I was born in L.A. and mm-hmm. I've pretty much lived everywhere between okay. there and the Bay. <laughs> wow. That's actually quite a, uh, a history. Can we hear a little bit more about the beginnings of Lauren Barth up until the time that I met you? Because I met you in California. So you know a little information. I know a little information. You know a little backstory. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was born in West L.A. We lived there when I was a baby and my parents built a house just north of... LA to get out of the city a little so I grew up uh, on the beach and uh, went to school up in Santa Cruz so that's where I learned about you know uh, weed and Mm. surfing Mm. and all the important things about uh, California Uh, after college I moved to San Francisco got really into the music scene up there lived in Oakland moved back down to LA around 2013 and Try to get deep in music down there. Okay. And I've been in Tulsa for about a year and a half now. Nice. All right. Yeah. That is a good, that's a pretty good That's overview. my chronology. That's the chronology. <laughs> so in California, there's this like California sound that's happening now and has yeah. been for the last couple of years. It's really a mix of this Americana um, genre that's come out of, you know, early folk and also this sort of psychedelic sound it's Mm -hmm. it's really an amalgam um what what did you find in san francisco sort of at the beginning of all of this like was it more psych oriented would you say or more folk artist singer songwriter man there's a really healthy mix of both Mm -hmm. you know the city kind of like it does a pretty amazing job of like retaining its musical history you know Mm -hmm. like san francisco's still got deep psych rock roots Mm -hmm. so that's still happening and then i mean I played my first show there, my first open mics at the Starry Plow in Berkeley. So folk music's alive there too. They've got Irish folk music like every weekend. It's it's cool. It's very rich. Who are the artists that you met along the way? Because I know there's a lot of collaboration in your history mm-hmm. too. Um, who would you say really sort of started you on this this path to your solo music that you have out now? Um, well, I started playing. Um, 
<laughs> I'm like thinking on all the embarrassing things that we I've done. We love the embarrassing <laughs> things. I love the embarrassing Well, I played things. in a band called The High Winds. It was me and my two friends, uh, Blake and Alex, and they wrote great songs, and we played some of my songs, and I, uh, I played a suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> I played a red Samsonite suitcase that I found at the Goodwill. Percussion-wise? Uh -huh. I played it, I sat on it, and I played it with a, um, a tambourine on one side and then a mallet that I made out of a meat tenderizer and a sock nice. on the other side, and that's all my first shows were with them. And So I played with them, and that kind of got me warmed up to like being on a stage and not being terrified. Did and you then, sing in this too? Mm -hmm. I mean, that takes a lot of talent to multitask with a meat tenderizer <laughs> and to yeah, sing. Yeah, I mean, come on. <laughs> I know, but it's funny because like, being like a lady in, the, in a music scene that's predominantly dudes, most mm -hmm. places I go, it's always like, hey, like, play, a, play this drum, play, play this tambourine. And I'm like, you guys, it's really hard. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not easy. It's not like, give the girl a tambourine. I'm like, oh, God, yeah. focus. <laughs> so, yes, I learned my percussion skills there, <laughs> my limited percussion skills. And then I started playing with um, uh, my friend Jared, who's an amazing songwriter and he was in a band called Sioux City Kid okay. and that's when I started uh, really do, working on harmonies and co-writing and playing mandolin and kind of getting my start being a side lady. Hmm. Mandolin? Mm -hmm. Don't ask me to play it now. That is not an easy instrument. Yeah I don't know how to play it and I didn't then either. <laughs> <laughs> is there proof of this somewhere? We, we Probably must on the internet. Sioux City Kid. Sioux City Kid. All right. Check it out. Check that one out for sure. So that brings me actually to two questions that you mentioned, um, being a lady in a dude predominated uh, yeah. world. So, and you were young and, mm -hmm. you know, just sort of making it on your own, forging your path, finding where you were about to go. Did you come up against your typical uh, sort of problems with male chauvinism in the world or is it fading? I mean, I mean what do you think? I think, okay. It's kind of a complicated answer, but I, I think that the the problems are still there just because okay. they're kind of ingrained, you know? Mm -hmm. But the guys who are out there on the forefronts of these music scenes are, are cool. Mm -hmm. These guys are not the problem. These guys okay. are helping us move towards the future, you know? And, like, yeah. the guys I'm traveling with now, like, they're, they're amazing. There is no, uh, there's no, like oppressive dude energy mm -hmm. I'm not yeah. getting any of that you yeah. know they're like my brothers they're like my family it's really really cool and mostly that's how I've experienced it okay. but you know there are these deeply ingrained uh, kind of misogynistic issues in the music world mm -hmm. and in the world in the world <laughs> but, in general of course so it's like we can't solve it overnight but I right. think we're working on it yeah I'm just I'm curious as far as like you know club promoters and venues that oh you go that's to. great oh yeah. yeah 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 oh sound guys yeah sound guys <laughs> that kind of thing because that's important Look, I think man, most people I don't know. love sound guys and I always try to give yeah. them hugs but like it's true when you show up and you're a, a, a girl with an acoustic guitar they're just like mm, okay here we go, you know, yeah. and I get a lot of like, well, you know, if you could just sing louder, and I'm like, oh, oh, okay, or you could just like turn me up in the monitor like I asked, mm -hmm. you know, but then usually uh, if I'm cool and put on a good show afterwards, I get, you know, I can warm people up pretty fast, Yeah. but I get it, like there's a million uh, girl songwriters with guitars and they don't, they're not all great, you know, yes. so so I understand it's like a, a oversaturated kind of situation mm -hmm. so I don't expect every sound guy to be like oh here she comes 
<laughs> just going to blow my mind. <laughs> I expect them to be kind of like, oh, here she comes. Right. Another one. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a generalization, of course. There are some oh, wonderful yeah. sound men. It there, happens sometimes. I love, I love sound guys. I love you. Love you. But I've seen it too. And so I, I was happens. curious as a, you know, as you progress towards a solo artist, you know, you'd come right. with folks, but then as a solo artist, do you have those sometimes the like, I'm in a weird city that I don't know that I've traveled to yeah. my guitar and an amp and yeah. I'm alone. Yeah, yeah, it can be weird. Mm -hmm. and mostly people are cool. I'm not a big like bar scene person anyway. So it's like if I play a gig in a bar and then I get off stage and there's no like green room for me to hide in, I definitely feel a little bit like, you know, like there's, dude, there's drunk dudes, and, you know, but it's it's not anything that's different from being a woman. Yeah. Normally. Yeah. Going out to drunk, hear some music. Drunk dudes are kind of scary sometimes. Yeah. I just have <laughs> usually have the luxury of the stage yeah. in between us. Yeah. So drunk dudes, take a few steps back. A few okay? steps back, just, drunk guys. Just a few I steps back. Still, I love you guys. I love, <laughs> we love you. Gotta love drunk guys. And girls. And girls. Oh, drunk girls. Oh, also, drunk people. a few steps back. Just, you know. <laughs> just personal space. <laughs> so you um, you started doing also some great collaborations, which has which have led to uh, some amazing songwriting, in my opinion. I love your songs. Your new album Forager is thank you fantastic, and that's out on Horton Records, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, when I met you a couple years ago, it was through the sort of uh, California psych rock. We were seeing actually, I believe, a backstage at a at a CRB show, a Chris Robinson Brotherhood show. Yeah. And so, you know, those guys are all individually amazing musicians. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm assuming just sort of being a part of uh, the after show experience and getting to jam. You know, it's like you bring out a guitar and starting to play yeah. really kind of helps you with your songwriting. Yeah, and just the people that you're that you meet and are exposed to, and that's why I moved to LA because mm -hmm. I was like maybe if I'm just near all these people I'll like absorb something you know and it just happened so fast where I was like all of a sudden like not just like oh I'm hanging out with these people like my friends mm -hmm. like the people who are in like bands that I love are now like we're having dinner and stuff right. you know so it's just it, it's amazing what happens when you're immersed mm -hmm. in a community in a community yeah. and and that's what I, I noticed about this LA sound that's happening there would it's similar to what was happening in the late 70s with with the Linda Ronstadt set you know and the Eagles and they would just all yeah. play together and jam together yeah. and then say hey let's make a record yeah you know, so you were hanging out with folks like Pearl Charles and yeah you know and and Jesse who you met along the way and it's it's like did, did that organically happen for you too like hey let's make some songs together kind of I mean people like Pearl like you know I met Pearl uh probably same thing like backstage at some show mm -hmm. and I think in San Francisco and you know like the people you meet like passing a joint are you never know if those are going to be the people that you end up collaborating with playing on their records like touring with you know same with Neil Casal like you know I I met Neil at one of his shows in Santa Barbara when I was living there you know mm -hmm. I didn't even know anything about his past as a musician I was just like oh a cool guy that lives in Ventura mm -hmm. like let's hang out and get lunch <laughs> and who you know that kind of that started me on a cool path because we sang a lot together I mean that's when I really started getting like good at singing harmonies and learning how to accompany other singer-songwriters mm -hmm. which is now like my favorite thing to do along the road is where you really learn the craft of not only touring but oh your yeah. music well you for know? me I know some people like sit in their room for like a million hours and mm -hmm. practice but I don't practice ever it's just like 
the doing it is yeah. the learning. It's the practice. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Absolutely. Um, so getting to Tulsa, for this whole jump from LA to Tulsa, mm -hmm. um, you were at a point where you were touring, right? I was gone more than I was there. Okay. My apartment was, you know, close to $1,200 a month, mm -hmm. which was cheap. For LA, yeah. For LA, it was beautiful. I love, I love LA. I don't ever want to like yeah. anyone to get me wrong that I left LA because I hate it. Like I love, I love that city so much. But it was just, it wasn't practical mm -hmm. for me at this point right. in my life when it was like, all right, you could either tour and be a full time artist or you can be a part time artist and work at the bar and a part time waitress or a bartender. Exactly. Yeah. And it was just getting to the point where I was like, I need to take the leap or I'm not going to be able to mm -hmm. push past this next obstacle that's a lot that's a leap that's scary for a lot of people i mean myself included you know you yeah. you work another job that doesn't fulfill you while you're trying to pursue your artistic endeavors um, and yeah. you can only do it for so long before you actually take that leap of faith right and if you don't take the leap i don't think you give enough time and energy towards your craft but once you take the leap like you're broke <laughs> <laughs> like no doubt about it but open <laughs> yeah, yeah but happy mm -hmm. so now it's kind of like Going back after a few years of, of doing music full time, now I'm going back and kind of reassessing and being like, okay, now I need to make some money so that I can kind of take the next push even farther because making a record's not cheap, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. It's easy to be a musician all day and play guitar, but like once you want to create product, then you need, that's where you need the job. Yeah, and you need capital or investment, right? Exactly. And I think a lot of singer-songwriters these days are, are doing it themselves, are producing it. The, oh, the yeah. face of music has changed. It's really so no longer the label goes, oh, okay, let's you know, put oh, $1 million. Here's a million dollars. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's not happening anymore? Oh, dang okay. it. No how about Kickstarter? That. Um, <laughs> Kickstarter is amazing. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's how I made this last record. I, yeah. There's no way. I mean, I'm already like, I, I still had to pay for it. But of course. even just the amount of help from my community and my friends and family yeah. is like so amazing and i know people rag on um crowdfunding but like you gotta understand like there's no other way for people to make a record sometimes yeah it's 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 a it's in the mainstream crowdfunding has hit the mainstream yeah now. and what someone told me one time another musician which i really really appreciated because i was like oh i feel so weird about this i feel so bad i don't like asking people for money yeah i really don't and he said you know what like these people want to support you. These are your fans and your friends. They can't all come to your shows. They don't all live in Tulsa, mm -hmm. you know? So this is their ticket that they're buying. Yeah. It makes you feel good, mm -hmm. actually. It's really cool. Yeah. So what, what prompted the, the jump to Tulsa? And how, and how are you finding that community of musicians who are all, a lot of them are here today. They're all here. Yes. Uh, they're amazing. I mean, the guys who are here are just like a little slice of it, you know? Yeah, just there's just a touch. so many. And for what seems like a small town, the music scene is just like so vibrant. I mean, you've, you've been, I've there, been there, you know, yeah, you've I've, seen I've it. It's it. crazy. Everyone, um, besides being friends and like brothers and sisters, basically, like everyone knows each other's songs. Everyone, you know, loves each other's music. Like we all hang out. It's, it's really cool. Um, it's not competitive like LA is. It's mm -hmm. very, um, it's very supportive. There, there's definitely this uplifting of of musicians. You know, everybody will have no problem backing up no. each other. There's no it's ego. It's not the thing in LA where you see a lot of people just kind of like, like, wow, 
watching yeah. judging. Mm -hmm. It's more like all the musicians are in the crowd, like yeah. having fun. Yeah. And then at set break, they're like, hey man, get up here and play my guitar, you know? Yeah. Where in other towns, it's so, I mean, it's just so hard to get a gig mm -hmm. that you're not passing your guitar off to anyone. Right. You know, you're like, this is my time up here. Don't take it away. <laughs> but in Tulsa, like, there's so many cool gigs and uh, people are working musicians that they're like, here, like, play, you know, yeah, play on my stuff. Yeah, I'm going to get a drink. I'm going to go get a yeah, drink and exactly. watch you because I love you, yeah. you know? And everyone, uh, I think, they're pushed to be better musicians because they're inspired by their friends, mm -hmm. which is really cool. It's a very interesting place in this nation. I mean, American mm -hmm. roots are varied. You know, we had a lot of influx of immigrants, especially Puritans came over and kind of settled and pushed out the indigenous peoples. Yes. And Oklahoma received a lot of that pushing. You know, they oh, had man. their indigenous peoples, but it's, how are you connecting with the roots there? And what are your roots? Like, what is your background and how are you well, finding the connection there in Tulsa, in Oklahoma? Man, it's weird because it is so, it's it's the Bible Belt, which is a new thing for mm -hmm. me. <laughs> you know, right. like I've I've never, I mean, I've been inside a church, but like a tourist church, not like a, you know, I I can't relate to that at all. So I'm finding it really really fascinating that a lot of people I know and a lot of just people in the community like grew up in the church. Okay, you know, so it adds this like, it it adds a layer of spirituality right. and also a layer of like you know. Um, more like Puritan kind of morals. Right. Where then in California, everyone's just, you know, letting loose all the time. Yeah. But in Tulsa, it's got this feeling of like, we're really there's a code getting or, down, yeah. you know, like, so when people go out, out to see music and dance and drink and hang out, it's like, I feel like it has more meaning almost. Okay. I don't know if that makes any it's, sense. I feel like almost just from being there, the few times that I have been through, it's it's like bringing that community that may be actually rooted in sort of a church community feeling, it transfers to an audience, like at the Colony, which oh my is God. a local the, hang. The Colony is church on it Sunday church. night. Paul yeah. Benjamin plays at the Colony, right. and people, I mean, people call it that. Yeah. They're like, you going to church tonight? I mean, that's the only church I've ever been yeah. to. But it is, like gathering together and having this sort of yeah. spiritual musical connection. Absolutely. It's is so cool. Yeah. It's amazing, and it's been a really cool change for me just because um, it's quiet, and uh, I don't feel a lot of pressure to be really social. I feel more like I have time to myself to work on songs and learning new instruments and just being weird <laughs> in my house, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I don't feel that thing that you feel on a Friday night in LA where you're like, oh my God, I'm go out. Right. I gotta get there. Yeah. There's people there. Right. Yeah, it's just, it's so laid back and it's affordable. So it allows me to, um, you know, have a good quality of life without having to really break my Work spirit. Work a million other yeah. jobs. Yeah. yeah where you lose focus. I feel like a lot mm -hmm. of times artists will lose focus because they have to. Because you have to work so hard. Right, work so hard. So I can work money. a few nights a week at, at the bar and make some tips and be okay, you know? Yeah. Still be able to afford to come to Memphis for the weekend, right. you know? So it's been, it's been amazing. Yeah. I got so much done that I don't think I could have completed. Accomplished in, yeah. a, in another place. Um, so do you personally have any, like, uh, ties to 
to indigenous people, Native American in your bloodline, or is it something that you're just sort of incorporating into your music and your sensibilities now? Yeah, like your beautiful jewelry. I see the turquoise. Oh, I love it. You know, and I don't have any Native Western style blood that I know of. Um, my family, you know, they were immigrants. Mm -hmm. Like my uh, one side of my family were Brooklyn Jews <laughs> that sold chickens, <laughs> and one side were uh, you know uh, Swedish farmers in Minnesota. Okay. So. Definitely, like, the idea of, like, moving, you yeah. know? Like, my in my ancestry, there's a lot of moving, yeah. you know, up from wherever we came from yeah. to begin with, you know? And then over to Eastern Europe and then over to New York and then over West Coast. Mm -hmm. So I definitely feel that in my heritage. And then as far as, yeah, I mean, I didn't even mean to move to, like, the... American indigenous capital of the universe, yeah. but like Tulsa and the and the whole Oklahoma area, it's just the culture is so rich. It's amazing. Yeah, it's incredible. And in California, like there, there's a lot of um, you know tribal people, but they kind of keep to themselves a little more. Mm -hmm. And like in Oklahoma, it's really um, you can see it every day. Yeah, it's integrated know? into the. It's integrated, the fabric. and it's really really cool. Mm. And so now I have like you know friends who are Osage and Cherokee and who can tell me firsthand stories about growing up with these incredible stories yeah. and like yeah this it's definitely seeped into my art yeah there's a sure. lot of artists you know and and collaborators of yours friends of yours Kaylin Fay who I was just mm -hmm. looking at you know and and then she's part of uh she's part of the nation too and mm -hmm. and I I really found that fascinating that that's now coming to the forefront and so it yeah. must be an influence and in yeah it's new really cool. upcoming music too yeah and speaking of upcoming music, so you are about to go uh, record on Levi Parham's forthcoming album and Muscle yeah. Shoals. That's what we're all doing here yeah. as a little caravan together. So we're, I guess we're driving down there tonight mm -hmm. after we're done with all the Diddy mm -hmm. activities. With our takeover. With our takeover. And I'm just so excited because, you know, Levi has kind of like gathered a the small council of <laughs> Tolsons, you know, yeah. he's got um, three incredible guitar players, like a, a amazing rhythm section, mm -hmm. Levi and Jesse and I and everyone, you know, we're going to work on uh, some really cool vocal arrangements. Nice. And then Levi himself is like just an amazing guitar player and such a great songwriter and like just has his voice is, you know. Well, you know, I, I, yeah. you guys have heard it. We've heard it. So right I here. can't wait to see what happens, kind of putting all these people together who, like, all of us individually make mm -hmm. our own records, you know? Right. Even Dylan, who's playing drums on this record, mm -hmm. like, makes incredible solo albums. Right. That's so, Dylan Golden Acock, yeah. right? Yeah. Brother of Jesse. Oh, man. Acock. Everyone just check that record out. You yeah. will not be disappointed. What's that record called? It's called Church of Level Track. Okay. And it's uh, really just beautiful American primitive guitar finger style wow. ambient like the best driving music or relaxing music or anything really last time I came to Memphis my friend Lydia and I listened to the album the entire time <laughs> we just never took it out of the car because it was great. just like and there's no you know it's it's uh there's no words there's no lyrics mm -hmm. so you can really project your own imagination Thoughts. onto it and that's what I love because yeah. I like to Imagine I'm in fantasy worlds, <laughs> <laughs> which I'm sure just brings new new fodder for 
songs oh, yeah. for you. And it's so writing. it's so inspiring. You no, know, I know you write. I see you writing in your in your Instagram posts. You know, you write a lot, and so I, I wonder how much of that you know makes it to a record, and how much of that you just maybe hold on to for later or oh for other people. I have so many songs that mm-hmm. aren't haven't made it to a record because I've only made one. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean that's a really interesting thing about songwriters is that sometimes we just have too much backup mm-hmm. music you know that's why you'll see a lot of artists who can afford to just put them out yeah a record every six months because sometimes if you don't get them out and published and recorded you feel stuck mm-hmm. so, yeah yeah i have about you need to six need to. albums worth of songs probably. all right yeah what's well, gonna get you going too i yeah. feel like this um this whole troop that's traveling to Muscle Shoals too, not only does it touch on the spiritual aspect we were talking about earlier, because there's so much history in mm-hmm. Muscle Shoals, but also, you know, at Muscle Shoals Sounds, and I know this is the second studio of yeah. that that they're opening, but you know, you have Aretha Franklin to Wilson Pickett to the Rolling Stones to, I mean, so many, many people, Leon Russell, Levon Helm, I mean, yeah. Everyone has amazing. brought their energy and their music, musicianship there. Mm-hmm. I feel like you each get to contribute your individual artistry also to this record. And, you know, he was talking a little bit about that. Like, everybody's contributing to the whole. And yeah. so this is really, in, in essence, a record of yours as well. I feel like that. Yeah. yeah. I'm super excited. And sometimes for me, you know, I can be just removed enough and then just connected enough to, like, come up with some really interesting creative parts mm-hmm. and harmonies and melodic stuff that maybe I wouldn't think of if it was my own music mm-hmm. you know it's kind of a different mindset so yeah. I'm excited about that it's 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 seeing music through through different eyes it's exactly. always opening you know of the spirit yeah this is amazing I'm so happy we got to talk you Me know too. I, you're one of my favorite artists as well but I also love you personally I think you're an amazing woman I love you too I love you too <laughs> thank you for stopping by the studios and having a chat thanks for having me yeah we're gonna see your set here on Diddy TV very exciting can't and wait it was so fun yes and good luck on the record and please keep us updated on the new upcoming ideas that will be happening soon i am sure from lauren barth absolutely yes check out forager it's her new record out on horton records thank you thanks for coming by (laughs) with progressive's name your price tool you can find options that fit your budget because giving you options is the right thing to do oh yeah like when i hold the door for someone sure it may be weird if i don't time it right and they're a little too far away and oh now they're running and we're both asking ourselves is it worth it to run instead of just you know letting them open their own door but still it's the right thing to do so get options based on your needs with progressives name your price tool progressive casualty insurance company affiliates and third-party insurers comparison rates not available in all states or situations prices vary based on how you buy at the home depot we're dedicated to helping you build the skills that get your home projects done right That's why we offer free and interactive online DIY workshops. During the live streams, our knowledgeable associates help you tackle your DIY projects no matter your age or skill level. You can learn how to install new single pole switches as well as standard duplex and GFCI outlets. Register for free at homedepot.com slash workshops. The Home Depot, how doers get more done.